Let's spread a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is a very special guest who offered her services to talk about everything Riverdale in the coming episodes. She's a New York-based actress and comedian. It, her name is Ashley Evans! Woo, Ashley! Hi, everybody! I'm Ashley Evans. I love comedian just sounds so formal and makes me feel fancy <laughs> and that's that's saying a lot because i look like i'm 12 so like it makes me feel like an adult but you are wearing a formal gown with full-length opera gloves right now so i'm proud of you i don't fuck with riverdale man we gotta dress <laughs> for the occasion <laughs> we gotta dress up <laughs> so today we're we're, we're oh, i could talk hours about riverdale same because i low-key love it <laughs> and I do sometimes too. not low-key love it <laughs> you high-key love Riverdale I high-key love Riverdale oh music pun but I'm uh oh my god I didn't even mean to make that one it's just yes, in you, my veins yes you did no I really did so today we're talking about Riverdale season two episode 18 titled chapter 31 on night to remember I hate that they chapter them. I mean, yeah. I get it because it's supposed to be like Jughead's writing his memoir or whatever. His book. His book, but like, come on, guys. Um, <laughs> this episode was written by Arabella Anderson and Tessa Williams, music by Michael Gore, lyrics by Dean Pitchford, directed by Jason Stone. It premiered on April 18th, 2018, and according to IMDb, as rehearsals begin for Carrie the Musical, the arrival of an anonymous letter forces Kevin to make a difficult decision about the show. Oh my God, that was a lot. I'm going to sit down for a second. It's all good. You know, I, I read the IMDb thing and I remember parts of the Carrie episode, but I had to go back and rewatch because that's all the way back in season two. And uh-huh. this show is so ridiculous that like there's so much that has happened since season two that I'm like... What's happening on the show at this point? Like, yes, they're putting on a musical, but I'm I'm like watching the recap and I'm like, oh, okay, this is when Archie is playing the Apprentice Mob Boss edition. Uh-huh. Hiram. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, I totally forgot Chuck Clayton existed. Like his character is completely gone. This is before from the, the show. farm, too. He's the token me too character of Riverdale. <laughs> but um, I gotta say, this is his redemption episode. Yeah. And like watching it again in 2020 i'm kind of mad that they made him a black dude because the majority of the male cast is so fucking white and they just had to make like the the creep into the me too character so i'm glad that they did give him like a chance to (laughs) fix his character a bit yeah but okay so right off the bat i want to talk about the um soundtrack itself yes (laughs) have you do you have it did you are you like me and you download everything because you're you're a freak uh i listen to it on youtube i just got apple music though so i might have to so the show and subsequently in all the other episodes which we'll probably talk about again they record the full song that's from the stage version but then they have to chop it up because of time 
and yeah. to make their story clearer. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you, you listen in um, A Night We'll Never Forget, the guy that plays Chuck Clayton, I don't know his name. I'm so sorry. I don't either. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But he sounds like he's going to steal your soul. In a good a, way or a bad way? In a bad way. Because he's got a very bass voice, a deep voice. Yeah, yeah. So the way that he sings his line is just like, I'm coming to steal your soul. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's good. It, it's good in a way, but I'm also just like, ooh, Chuck Clayton. Like, You won't forget that night when Chuck Clayton <laughs> comes to steal your soul. Ah! That's why they didn't feature him more, probably. Because it was too scary. <laughs> too scary for Riverdale. But yes, I... So for those of you who don't know what's going on, (laughs) I've written down a bunch of storylines to catch everyone up. You've got Archie, like you said, playing uh, Apprentice Mob Edition. (laughs) Um, He also lies to his dad about a car that Mr. Lodge gives to him. With a firebird. No, no, wait. Thunderbird. Thunderbird, yeah. There's a bird. It's a bird car. And they always like off the word a little bit so instead of macy's it's Lacey's, and instead oh my of... god <laughs> like, i can't i'm staying at the five seasons <laughs> i yeah, can't so, oh, betty is pissed at veronica because veronica is helping her parents buy the south side to build a prison and jughead is in this episode he's just there yeah, he doesn't the do anything. I I was taking notes while I was rewatching it, and I'm like, "Where's Jughead?" But like, I have to say, my favorite moment of the entire episode involves Jughead. But we'll get to that when it happens. But I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> no, you can talk about it now. We're, we're Are you not, talking about it now? Okay, we're not recapping, girl. We're okay, just okay. Jumping all over the place. So there's the part in A Night We'll Never Forget, and everybody is singing, and they're skipping down the hallway, and Tony does that annoying. And then like it's like as if like they don't, but it's as if Betty and Veronica like push her over with the sound of their voices because she's just like, I'm kinda like Britney Spears. And then they're like, You ain't say nothing yet. (laughs) They're just like in it. And like I would I would belt it, but I'm gonna disturb people, so I'm not I don't wanna blow the speakers out. But like they're like, yeah, I ain't say nothing yet. And I'm like, oh, okay, so there's people who can sing. And then Archie walks by Jughead, who's filming the whole thing, and he shakes him. And Jughead looks really uncomfortable. So all he can do is smile, and his chin, like, retracts into his face. And it's just giving me that energy of, like, when people sing happy birthday at you and you don't know what face to make. It's That's surprise, the best part. It's a surprise party, and they all, and you have fifty voices singing "Happy Birthday" to you, all in a different key. And you're oh, just like, awesome. "Oh, thanks, guys." And Jughead's just like, <laughs> "Like." That's the best part of the episode, in my opinion. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's there and he's playing detective. Blah blah blah. He's filming Cheryl, it. Cheryl, I think, already has come to terms with her being a. a, a do we want to label her as a lesbian or she's just like... I don't think Riverdale knows if she's a lesbian or not. That's the problem. Well, she likes girls. Let's put she it that does. way. Yes. 
She likes women. She She's, likes the snooch. I'm pretty sure she can also go with the dick, but who knows? Well, um, season one, it was all like Archie and then maybe a little bit Jason, even though that was her twin brother. And it was I was always, like, it's always Jason. Where have you been? They're an incest? Like, <laughs> what is happening? But then all of a sudden she likes girls in season two. And I'm I'm cool with that. I like I'm with it. So that means we get more Tony Topaz. I liked, okay, so Tony is better than Cheryl. First, I just want to, I love Tony. I can't stand Cheryl. I, <laughs> Madeline, Madeline Patch is, Pesh? Pe- Pe- Patch? She's great, like, and I feel like she's doing the best she can with a very shittily written character. <laughs> and she's gorgeous, like, she's beautiful, except, like, the lipstick colors they put her in make her look like the Muppet from Electric Mayhem. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and you Janice? see Madeline. Are you talking about Janice? Yes. yes. <laughs> and I'm like, why do they make her look? Because she's a really pretty girl. And like, red is good on her, but like, they give her the most, I don't know. She's very pale and it doesn't, she looks like a Muppet when they make her wear that. I'd rather her not wear that lipstick and she looks fine. Um, but I like Tony as a character better. And I feel like they do her dirty a lot too with the way they, because now she's just second fiddle to Cheryl all the time. Yeah. And she's a badass character. I'm like, give Tony more to do besides just like hold up Cheryl all the time. Well, when we get to season three musical, we'll have, probably have more to yeah. say about Tony. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Cheryl was obsessed with Josie at some point. That, yeah. I forgot that happened too. She sent her a pig. She heart. had a pig heart. Yeah. And then. <laughs> And then uh, they sing unsuspecting hearts, and I'm like, could they have changed it to unsuspecting pig hearts? Because I feel like, <laughs> but yeah, that's supposed to be like they they hate each other. Well, not hate each other. Cheryl is trying to like uh, make amends and mm-hmm. apologize and all that because obviously she's over it, mm-hmm. and Josie's still like shooketh. <laughs> she is shooketh. So. They sing Unsuspecting Heart. What a horrible song choice for this moment, too. But, like, it's the good... It's a good song choice because it's supposed to be in the show, in the show, The Carrie. It is supposed to be a heartwarming moment between (sighs) an adult and Carrie. Because Carrie is obviously... Is a child. Is a child, but she's also, like, her mother's abusive... She has zero friends. Mm -hmm. So this is like a motherly song sung by not her mom. It's just, it's like, I mean, in the show, in the musical, the teacher is like the mother figure that Carrie never had. So it's like heartwarming. It's like, wow, someone cares about her. It's going to be okay. But like for Riverdale, it was just a really weird context to put this song into it's supposed to be like a mentor mentee song like you're gonna be okay and you're gonna grow up and you're gonna have a great life carrie not a hi i know you were obsessed with me and sent me a bleeding pig heart but we're cool now song like, <laughs> why fine. It's, why? Fine. it's fine they're they apologize through song like have you not learned anything from glee i mean <laughs> touche <laughs> touche you could have a full relationship during a song according to glee Yes. So <laughs> run Joey run. run you could have three. Run, you could have three relationships oh, in one God. song and then die at the end. So you were knocking Madeline Patch. I feel like not Madeline Patch, just Cheryl oh, the... the character. Madeline's great. I feel like Madel- Madeline 
Madeline? Madeline. Madeline Patch, I believe that's how you say it. Maddie P. Maddie P. I feel like Maddie P understands the show that she's in. Yeah. Much like Madchkin Amick. I think that's how you pronounce her name. I was wondering. I was wondering how to, I was like YouTube interviews. I'm like, I'm going to say this wrong on this podcast. (laughs) But she plays uh, Alice Cooper, Betty's mom. Not the not the rock star. Not the, the rock mom. star. But you know, she definitely gets this show, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she goes there. And boy, howdy, does she go there in some <laughs> episodes, especially this one. Where Agree. She plays Agree. Carrie's mom in a high school show. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, you've got Kevin Keller. Back to storylines. You've got Kevin Keller. Kevin Keller, who didn't really hold auditions. And he's no, directing the show. So he's a horrible director. He's a brilliant singer. He's a horrible director. Because <laughs> every time they do a scene, he's like, okay, and I want you to do this. The singers are never looking at each other. They're singing to Kevin. <laughs> and I'm like, direct them. Like, tell them to do something. <laughs> do an exercise with them. Like, get them to connect with each other. And they're just like singing out into the audience. And he's like, that was so good. And I'm like, Kevin, <laughs> no. Kep- Fangs, do something because your director. It's not so, at this point in the show, they're not dating, right? No, but I I rewatching these, I gained a new appreciation for Fangs. Oh my god. We'll we'll get, we'll to, get to that. We'll get a, to that. In a future episode, but like put a pin in it. Mm-hmm. Um and then this season is the season of the Black Hood as the main <laughs> villain. The serial killer of the season. He's a serial killer who pops up in the beginning hides uh goes away because the character goes away for mm-hmm. a few episodes and then comes back in this episode and he kills people uh because they're sinners of the town blah 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 blah, blah. turns out it's kind of like dad kind of <laughs> like people who like go to the capital and throw shit around like they're just trying to take care of the sinners <laughs> they just want to make things right oh boy just like the black hood Oh boy! Um, it turns out it's Betty's dad, and apparently she also has the serial killer gene in her. Mm-hmm. Uh, questions? <laughs> no, good. I did a little research into Carrie itself mm-hmm. because it's interesting that they picked that for this show. Mm-hmm. They made it make sense, though. I feel yeah, like. yeah, because you know Cheryl's going through some things and. Obviously, she's the one that's like, I'm playing Carrie. I hate that. That's an. We'll talk about flats later. <laughs> but then, you know, then you have Ethel, who's. Oh. I forget who the actress's name again. Shannon but Purser. Thank you. Shannon Purser, who just is for Barb. Every um, chubby actress knows every other chubby actress's <laughs> name. Take it from a chubby actress, because there's only like five of us. She wants to play Carrie, and it's like. Ooh, you're already a secondary character on the show. Mm. Do you think you're going to play Carrie? I mean, it makes sense in the world mm. within the show that she's just like, it's my turn to be the lead. Duh. Duh. I'm but, not uh, Barb anymore. I'm not Barb. I'm clearly alive. And I lasted longer than Barb did. Hot take. I would cast Ethel as Carrie over Cheryl. Yeah, but, you know, in terms of the sh- the writer and everything, it makes sense because... Well, know. she's a bigger character, Carrie. Yeah. Or, not Carrie, Cheryl. Cheryl. Is a bigger character. But in if I was a high school 
If I was Kevin, I'd be like, I hate typecasting, but I'm such a hypocrite because I'm like, yeah, no, that girl's too bitchy and confident to play Carrie. No way. Well, first no of way. all, there'd be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... <laughs> who is the faculty advisor to this show? <laughs> who approved this? This is not high school appropriate. College, sure. I did it in college. I don't know. They did change the lyrics, though. They don't say, like, shit and things like that. Yeah, it kind of takes away from it, though. Like... It's fine. They, they make it work. But so Carrie is based off of the 1974 book by Stephen King. Apparently it's his first book ever. 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 Um, it was then turned into a movie in 1976, directed by Brian De Palma, which they reference mm-hmm. in this episode. But here's where their things get a little weird. So they're doing Carrie the Musical, but they're doing the revival version of it, not the original. The original came out in 1988. It lasted for 16 previews and five performances on Broadway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, not so good. It had Debbie Allen as choreographer. Charlotte D'Amboise played Chris, mm-hmm. who is like Broadway royalty at this point. Oh, yeah. Barbara Cook played Margaret White in Stratford-upon-Avon, which was their out-of-town tryout. Mm-hmm. And by out-of-town, I mean really out-of-town. <laughs> like the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but then a, a little-known actress named Betty Buckley replaced her on Broadway. Oh, who is she? <laughs> and then Darlene Love played Miss Gardiner, the, the gym teacher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in 2012, the off-Broadway revival happened. Uh, with the book, music, and lyrics being revised by the original team, and it ran for a limited engagement. I think it actually extended, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. nine years ago. A lot has happened in nine years. Oh, yeah. So, But um, it ran for 34 previews and 46 performance. So the original show was more like the movie. Mm-hmm. And then the revival was a little more like the book, mm-hmm. where Sue is the narrator. Mm-hmm. Oh, Christy Altamere. Yes. I love her. She's the nicest person. In 2015, I don't know if you heard about this one, there was the immersive production called Carrie the Killer Musical Experience. Oh my God, do they kill you in it? I have no idea. (laughs) My sources is Wikipedia, so grain of salt. But like, I do remember hearing about that and I do remember them saying like, we're going to tour with it. We're going to bring it to the uh, East Coast. And oh, then they never no. no, no, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see it, but I, like on a recording, I don't want to be fucked with. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. I don't like getting dirty. I don't want there to be blood on me. I don't like that. You don't want you don't want to die by telekinesis. I don't want to die. They're like they really. It's so good. They're very method. They will kill you. <laughs> um, but this Riverdale episode had nine songs. Uh, it, the soundtrack has eleven, so clearly two were cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But they were reprises, so who cares? Rightfully so. I I listened to them on the soundtrack, and I was like, well, that was nice. Like they weren't bad, but I was like, this would do nothing <laughs> for the story, so it's fine. Did you see the show when it was off Broadway? No, but I've seen the show. I've seen a production of the show and I've had to perform as Carrie in one of Paul Makovic's classes. No, was it Paul's? It was It was somebody's class. I want to say it was Paul's. Uh, for those of you, I didn't mention this at the top. 
Ashley and I went to the same college. Yeah. I think we were, we were there for like a year together. Yes. And then me being the old fart that I am graduated and you were stuck there for five years. Cause no I was a music major. And then I decided I didn't want to teach tone deaf children. So <laughs> then I switched to theater and then I auditioned and got into the BFA, but I had to stay for another year. So I was there forever. So what song did you have to sing for from Carrie? Yeah. So, yes, it was Jeff. It was Paul McCovic's class. I had to sing with Siobhan Hunter. Shout out Siobhan. We sang Eve Was Weak and Evening Prayers. And she was such a great scene partner. And she could, no offense to Machin. How how do you say her name? Machkin Amek, I believe. Her acting is great, but like Siobhan could wipe the floor with your (laughs) evening prayers. She was so good and i was carrie oh i was carrie i was baby carrie stuck in the closet (laughs) banging on banging on shit and trying to make things float with my mind and crying into siobhan's arms and it was it was great so now circling back to the episode um i tried to listen to the not only while while we watching the episode but also Mm -hmm. i've been non-stop listening to the cast albums same same uh in preparation for recording yep. yep and uh i don't hear any harmonies in that song in any of these in any of these songs i mean i feel like they're there but like the singing is so overworked and overproduced uh-huh that it all just sounds like a yawn Carrie's tired. <laughs> but like, uh, too fair, uh, <laughs> like, they obviously transposed it. Uh-huh. So music is not what I'm used to listening to when I listen to the cast album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I don't fuck with the original cast album anymore because it's gross and disgusting. Ew. You know, the 1988 one. Yeah. We don't talk about that one. We don't talk about that one. But uh, I don't know what they did, but it it's it sounds off. The, the Riverdale version? The, River, the Riverdale. <laughs> I was like, are you... T- yes, the Riverdale. I mean, I know you're surprised with me saying that the Riverdale version sounds <laughs> off. I got confused yes. for a hot minute because I thought you were saying that the 2012 version Oh, no. They're, they're beautiful and glorious. And I was like, no, it's so good, though. What do you mean, though? It's beautiful and glorious. I love it. Christy and Derek. Yes. I met them when they did Anastasia. They're so good. Do you understand what I'm saying? But Riverdale, Riverdale? yes. Well, yawn, also um, (laughs) growling. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I are we gonna talk about individual songs at a certain point? Because I can save this. We can, yes. So like obviously in and a Night We'll Never Forget are the ones that sound like a yawn because they're the big, yes. big numbers. Yeah, yeah, yep. Evening and it, Prayer and uh, Stay Here Instead are both... Auto-Tune City. <laughs> wait, wait, also, Midge, God bless Midge Clump. I'm sorry she's dead, but in in the Stay Here Instead, they gave her a couple like little lines when she's being sung to by her mom, and she's like, I think they'll like me. 
they'll like me. And I'm like, is this Nick Jr.? Like, did direction that they gave Midge for oh boy. that, like, in the soundtrack, she's like, I think they'll like me. They'll like me. Like, she's arguing and she's begging to, to leave. And her mom's like, no. And she's like, I think they'll like me. They'll like me. Um, oh, okay. So in Do Me a Favor, they cut out the men's part. Yeah, they because Chuck will steal your soul. They didn't want <laughs> Chuck will steal your soul. But then also Archie obviously has been singing on and off since like episode one. Yeah. So we we know break. his voice is like whatever. Give but this. But like, I want to like give props because the standout of the episode is definitely Lily Reinhardt. I was just gonna say, but I think I like I don't like girls at all, but Lily Reinhardt. <laughs> so betty's my favorite character so prior to this episode she's only sang one song why though like she's so she's better than everybody i know except kevin kevin is kevin is not featured in this episode he has two lines and and he's the director (laughs) well he should not direct because he can't direct he should be in it and they should make someone else direct like a teacher like a t- <laughs> like Matt <laughs> Like Matt, she can direct and he can perform as Margaret White. <laughs> I would watch that. It'd be so, good. So Betty Cooper, fucking a, she performs oh. Mad World earlier this season while giving mm-hmm. a striptease. The serpent dance. The serpent dance. Yes. Um, we promise that we're not turning into like a Riverdale fan club episode, <laughs> but we are really a little bit. It's my podcast. goddammit. It's your um, life. <laughs> uh, she sings in Do Me a Favor, and then she has a pseudo-lesbianic moment with Veronica in You Shine when she apologizes. I loved that. I Actually, I wrote, I wrote stuff down about You Shine uh, in terms of that. But it's kind, of sim- it's kind of similar to what we were talking about with Unsuspecting Hearts, where it's like, ooh... Well- so actually this is I, I referenced that too. I said this is a nice example of taking a song out of the context of the show it's from, applying it to a different situation and it actually working for me. Because in the show it's between Sue and Tommy and it starts out like that on Riverdale, but then Betty sings it to Veronica as like a truce. Uh unsuspecting the unsuspecting hearts is an example of taking the song out of the context of the show it's from and applying it to a different situation and it not working. Because it doesn't make any sense. Whereas I don't know if it's an actor, like an acting thing or mm. or what. But I felt like it worked for Riverdale. But Unsuspecting Hearts did not work. And maybe it's because they weren't looking at each other. You, meant, you thought it worked for you, Shine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, might it might be because they are not looking at each other. <laughs> like, I was like, what's happening? Also, like... Lily and Camilla sound lovely together. Like, I'm not typically a Veronica shipper, but this is genuinely wholesome. A B and V? A B and V, even though Betty's tirade in two scenes pre- prior was like, <laughs> totally, I wrote that that whole thing down, too, because I was a go-off queen. I was so ex- Never has a role been so perfectly typecast. I mean, think about it. Square girl, check. Major daddy issues. Check. Check. <laughs> Back to the bone, trying to control everyone around her, including her boyfriend and best friend. Check, check, check. check. <laughs> I was like, go off, queen. I was so happy because is, honestly, Veronica's a bitch. Like, I've always been like, she's a bad friend. Is that your new monologue that you're going to bring to auditions? <laughs> this, 
This is from Riverdale, and I will be auditioning for Carrie. <laughs> well, in this particular season, yes, Veronica's is a is a bitch with a capital B. Oh, she's been a bitch from day one. She stole Archie from Betty. Did she though? I mean, Archie okay. was never really. There he was wasn't... no. Yeah, that's true. But then, and I will talk about this more in in the Hedwig episode. <laughs> But I don't know. I was always kind of for Barchi, and then, but then Jughead showed up. So then I was like, okay, I could. Uh, that's fine. Your, your team, Bughead. Cole Sprouse could sit on <laughs> me. Um, <laughs> Cody was always my favorite sweet life twin. Stop it! Ew, ew. We're going into weird territory now. No, no, like when I was a child, not today. Okay. okay. I was like, okay. wow, he's so cute. And now I'm like, Cole Sprouse is a man and I am a woman. And yeah. So when you were in high school, you did, did you do you did the, your, your shows there? Yeah. Were you all wearing robes over your costumes? No. <laughs> we just wore our costumes. And then you each had like, there was like 17 different dress, dressing rooms. Yeah. Okay. I, I noted that too. I'm like. Ethel, who's not even a character in the show, has her own dressing room. Ethel, who is what three seconds away, three seconds away from playing Barb again. She's, Can't wait till Saturday <laughs> night. That's all she gets to sing in the whole thing. But like, you look at her costume in the sh- Carrie, uh-huh. and it's like just put her in jeans instead of a skirt, and she's Barb. She's Barb. Put some big ass glasses on her. She's wearing big ass glasses. Is she wearing? Her... Yes. She is. She is. She is. She's wearing big ass glasses. Her hair, though longer than Barb's, has a little ringlet curls to it. Mm. So it's like, you guys, like, I mean, I know Tony is playing that one character whose name I forget, but like. The baseball cap girl. Yeah. And that was from the movie. Yeah. Which was then brought to the 2012 version which they were like let's reference too Mm -hmm. but um she's supposed to be one of chris's like lackeys well well hench hench girl so i got another question for you got another question for you did you notice that the dancers didn't sing didn't lip sync Uh, no but i noticed that the dancers didn't dance either well so (laughs) it's a little weird because you've got Ethel and Tony as ensemble members, mm-hmm. but like they don't do the choreography that the dancers do. Choreography is a very generous term to what you're talking about. It's true. I'm sorry, Heather. Where is Kenny Gray. Ortega when you need him? Bring in the guy that did high school musical choreography because it's a high school and you could do that. But you have those dancers that are clearly part of the big group numbers that could clearly be singing the oohs and ahs and all yeah, that. Yep. Yep. I didn't, I, but like, is that because they'd have to have a different pay scale or they, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm being honest. Like, cause they're back. They're gl- glorified background extras at that point. You pay know. me more money or I won't ooh for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. So oh I didn't God. know if that was the thing or if I'm making shit up. No, I believe that. That's because you know how like extras, if they have lines, they have to get paid more for them. Right. So maybe like singing applies to this too because they have to open their mouths and make a sound. 
So, then, but probably, they can do weird arm choreography in the background and not get paid for it, and that's fine. I'm sorry, I, and and again, my apologies to whoever choreographed this. I think it's interesting when you take like a show that's it's not really a musical show. Like, there's sometimes singing on it, but it's really a TV show that has music on it rather than like a musical TV show like Glee where there's dancing. Right. So like you kind of have to work with what you have. You probably have people with very different dancing abilities. Like I can tell just from watching her move that like Camila Mendez can probably dance like just from the way that she carries herself. Meanwhile, but, like, KG the extras, oh my God, his shoulders and do me a favor. are like, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Poor KJ. Um, <laughs> but like, I feel like the choreographer is like, okay, what can we do that anybody could do with little to no dance background? We can rock an imaginary baby in a scene. And so oh, I yeah, think for the, for the, in the opening. The opening, yeah. So the choreographer's name is Heather Laura Gray. She is, I want to say she's like the series choreographer. because She probably is. Like, it's not her fault. She's just like working with what... What she has. Yeah. And she's a Canadian actress and dancer turned choreographer. She choreographs for TV, film, and dance companies. And that's what I can gather from her website. Okay. Oh, she's got a website. So she knows how to <laughs> do other things besides arms. I did, I I went I did a deep dive on on her because I was just I I was wondering the same thing too where I'm just like they've got moves but they're not like Broadway you know what I mean there's no like tap dancing Yo, or whatever. As someone who dances like a fat sack of dicks, I could murder this choreo. I am confident <laughs> in that I can rock that fake baby for you. I can do a little shimmy here and there. I can I can make faces. <laughs> You want me to gently caress my leg? I could do that. I can do that. <laughs> I can fix that. You want me to like pony? Fine. I got this. Oh, pony's my favorite. That's one that I can do. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, okay, I'm not the most horrible dancer, but like, I don't know. Everybody else in my class in college was a good dancer. And then, and then there's me, which is why I do comedy now. Uh, I'm so happy that you that you picked these to do because I have a lot of thoughts and feelings for the other one. I mean, (laughs) in terms of a musical episode for the first time that they're doing it, because usually the episodes had one, maybe two songs prior Mm -hmm. to this. This one had nine. That's a lot. That is a lot, but I don't think it was bad in terms of an episode. No, I would rank it in all the musical episodes, I would rank it in the middle. Uh, that's three. The, so, yeah, so it's in the middle. It's two. So it's two. <laughs> two. Two out of three, bad. Uh, what I like about this episode is that it's the episode that does the most showing the rehearsal of the actual show. So, like, the characters are in costume. And, like, yeah, there's, like, a vibe. The- and I enjoy that. And I, I get why they didn't really do it as much for the other episodes because it didn't apply to the context of what was happening but I kind of liked, like, I, I don't know, Riverdale is, is bonkers sometimes. You got, <laughs> you, got, you got rum businesses, you got tickle porn, you got bears <laughs> you got attacking bear- children. Like, so this kind of took it back to like, oh my God, right, they're still in high school and they're putting on a show. This is something that I'm watching that is normal and until it- the end of it. And then the end is the most riveting ending to 
any episode of Riverdale I've ever seen. Because the, the serial killer comes back. Yeah, I, I audibly gasped the first time I watched it, and I replayed it like five times because I was like, I need to process what's happening. I felt like they, as best as they could, tie the songs into what their storylines are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know you... you I kind of, after talking with you, I kind of agree with Unsuspecting Hearts. Yeah. But, like, they tried. I'll give them an A for effort on that one. What's her favorite? Josie would never be that character. I know she would never be that character. Honestly, but, like, Cheryl and Josie could flip-flop roles, and I'd be like, this makes more sense. Well, it wouldn't for Riverdale, but just, like, if I was the director, that's what I would do. Because Josie's, like, kind of timid. And, like, I mean, she's not. Like, her character isn't. But her voice is kind of like, ah. Like, so she could be... Carrie and then uh Carol Cheryl's more confident and I could see her like comforting her but like it doesn't make sense for what's happening with Cheryl and Josie at that point in the show so I get what they were trying to do it just for me did not hit so like this was their first time doing this and it wasn't I feel like whenever a show does this especially a soap opera like this one Mm -hmm. it's always an experiment to be like does the audience like it Mm-hmm. Do they not like it? Did we do something right? Should we keep going? And obviously they did keep going because we have Someone two more episodes it. that we're going to talk about. Someone liked it. They made two more. They're going to make another. What do you think the next one's going to be? You know what? In in um, the Hedwig episode, we'll, do, we'll talk about that. Okay. Okay. Just so because, you know, it feels closer. Right. Makes sense. Even though right, I have no idea when these episodes are coming out. Can we talk about Cheryl as Carrie and how I don't like it? We did already, but um, is there any, do you want to talk more about it though? Yes. Okay. So you said Josie, but like really out of the entire, you are the director. Okay. Mm -hmm. You're the director of Carrie the musical at Riverdale high school. Uh Unfortunately, these named characters that you have are at your disposal. Mm -hmm. Who are you casting as, as Carrie? Ethel. Okay. I mean, I'd like to hear her sing more just to know if she could do it vocally, but like that is who strikes me as a Carrie. And who are you casting as Chris? Uh, Veronica can stay as Chris. Betty can stay as Sue. I think that that's perfect. Archie can stay as Tommy. Perfect. I feel like honestly, Cheryl could play the mom Mm. and don't cast a parent. Oh, that was (laughs) like Kevin says, oh, age inappropriate casting is stupid and it was just kind of funny because like it was a joke it was the show trying to be meta and be like none of these people are in high school but like (laughs) i feel like we nixed the parent being in the show i'm sorry i love her as an actress but it just that's weird and we we make cheryl margaret white because i feel like that would be terrifying so then we would you keep chuck clayton or would you cast kevin kevin Mm, no because i don't well, Kevin can do anything. So if he wants to be that Billy, he can be. But like, I'm seeing, yeah, yeah. Or no. or or do you yeah. do you cast Fangs? Fangs, Fangs, because Fangs has a voice, and we find that out in another episode. Yes, that okay. Fangs has a voice. Plus, it'll kind of go because this season they were doing a lot of North Side versus South Side. Yes, yes, and then like Fangs versus, versus Archie poor. or versus yeah. Anyway. Like, Archie, I, our, that's our, a great idea. I'm so that's glad. A great idea. <laughs> that's a really good idea. I think um, that'd be great. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into sharp and flat? 
Uh, I want to talk about, well, I guess we'll talk about the carry thing during flat then, because that's what I want to talk about. During okay, flat. let's get into sharp and flat. <laughs> sharp. Flat. In this section, we are highlighting moments in the show, and if we liked it, it's clearly sharp. If we hated it, it's clearly flat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ashley. Okay, so Dear we're here. Ashley. That's me. Thank you. What are your sharps? Okay, so uh, my very first sharp is Kevin's measly but beautiful, and it's crazy out <laughs> of my mind. Like that's also like that's the best part of the, the episode. Besides <laughs> Jughead getting <laughs> grabbed by her. <laughs> that was that's our one glorious moment for Kevin. Just the, him singing the word crazy. Okay. Ringtone. Uh, so sharp. Um, Kevin again, his line, there's nothing more amateur than age-inappropriate casting. Sharp? Sharp. Gotcha. Uh, basically, anytime Lily Reinhardt does anything, she's the, <laughs> she is the best freaking actor on this show, and she has a beautiful voice, and it sounds like it's her real voice. It's not being demolished by editing like some of the others, and it doesn't have the key all jacked up on it like poor Madeline Petsch in Carrie. I honestly can't. That's like- not my day. <laughs> Mine. Like the, I I don't think that's her fault. I think they they jacked the key up on her to an unnatural. We'll get to that in flats. But ba- back to Lily. <laughs> back to Lily Reinhardt just doing anything. I think I might be in love with Lily Reinhardt. It's fine. Um, I, I I I said the same thing. I just put yeah. down Lily Reinhardt. Like just, that's she the whole the whole she's that's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. She's sharp. I can't wait to see what she does after Riverdale. Like, Hustlers was really fun. Like, I mean, not funny as a movie, but her character in Hustlers was great. Did you see it? it. <gasps> okay, I won't tell you anything else, but like, I was I was She has nervous. a disorder, though, right? Like, that's her character? Uh, more of a tick. She's a tick? Gotcha. But like, it's a cast of really big names, so I was like, oh boy, Riverdale's in this movie. What's gonna happen? <laughs> and she was, it was like how I felt when I watched Big Little Lies, and Shailene Woodley was in it, and I'm like, oh no, Secret Life of the American Teenagers. <laughs> and then she delivered, and I was like, oh my god, Shailene Woodley can act. Like, this is good. So, like, because clearly she's around talent. So she's like, teach me your ways, Obi Wans. It helps when you have a good scene partner. And I, I think Lily Reinhardt, I can't wait to see well, where her career goes. Well, after. okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna jump in right now. I don't know if yes. you're done, but I'm gonna do it anyway. I have more, but like, we, pause me. With my sharps, I put down Madeline Petch because although Carrie is not right for Cheryl, Madeline Petch, like I said, she understands what she's doing. True, true. Like, at the end where she's standing there covered in blood holding the candelabra. That's that's my other sharp. That that was the next one on my list is even though it's completely bizarre, I think Cheryl dumping blood on herself to intimidate her mom into emancipating her is one of my all-time favorite bonkers Cheryl Blossom moments. I mean, she gets it. She fucking gets it. Like, that's the Cheryl that I love. I don't want her to sing a song in a really low key, but I do... I love Cheryl's antics. And then Lily Reinhardt, like, she can't, she can do no wrong in this show. She's perfect. What are your flats? Um, my flat, okay, so let's go to Carrie. <laughs> so, Madeline, I've heard her sing in other, not just other Riverdale episodes, but like other, I don't know, I did like a deep dive on YouTube on Madeline one day, and she, her voice is higher 
so I don't know why they fucked up the key of that song for her. She's like, someday, ah, <laughs> uh, someday. Like, it's just like, it's an awkward placement. And I feel like she's trying to get there because that's not in her voice. Her voice has been touched by some, yes. like, technology. By Chuck Clayton. He, he took her soul. And <laughs> they should have just kept it in its regular key. Because I feel like she would have been fine. But they really, they, that's the biggest flat is they jacked up the key for Matt, poor Madeline Pesh in uh, Carrie. Cheryl croaking her way through Carrie. It hurts my vocal cords. <laughs> it hurt. I'm sure it hurt hers too. Tony strolling down the hallway going, You ain't seen nothing yet. It's gonna be a night we'll never forget. Again. In her, in her robe. <laughs> yes. And her, but the hat. She's got the but hat. She's got the hat. She's wearing her costume underneath the robe, but she's wearing a goddamn robe. Also, to like non musical related things, um, I have two. I have Chick. Just Chick. That's it. That's the flat. Oh, fucking Chick. Just as a character, I'm like, get, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my five dressing rooms. Go <laughs> sit down. And then uh, FP's short sleeve bow tie uniform for his job at Pops. I was debating putting it in sharps, but it's ultimately a flat because it's comical, but it's very unflattering. But that's his uniform. <laughs> but he just, he's like this ripped man. He's got this little bow tie and this short sleeve thing. And he's like, I work at Pops. You like, leave Skeet Ulrich alone. He is fine. <laughs> I don't like that they put him in that uniform but it works for jughead when he wears it in another episode that's for what i'm like okay cult you know (laughs) a sharp i i left out was uh luke perry just Um, anything luke perry he's so he yes yes i I agree with you i didn't write it down but like it's unfortunate and Mm. i'm very upset that it happened but like he was everyone's dad on that show it felt like He's such, he's the most genuine character. Like, Betty is my favorite character for a lot of reasons, but I feel like he was the heart of the show. Like, everyone loves Fred Andrews. Yeah, that season four episode in memoriam, cry mm-hmm. every time. I, Riverdale has never made me cry except for that. And I was like, I feel like I'm watching a different show. Because I feel like they're not even, the, the, the ridiculous dialogue wasn't there. Like, they were just, like, yeah. all really sad about Luke Perry and that, I don't even think they had a script. They were like, just go. It's fine. Just It's you're, it's you're when they bring the fucking body back into town and everyone, and I mean everyone, mm-hmm. if they had one scene as a background extra, they're fucking there. Yep. Clapping Archie and co. Jason Blossom's the- ghost was there clapping. <sighs> I, and I'm just dead. Yeah. But yes, he was... Um, he was a great Fred Andrews and it's unfortunate that life happened, but at least we get a little more Molly Ringwald. Also is Molly Ringwald gay in real life? I don't care. It's okay. No, I'm just, I'm wondering cause every show that she's in nowadays, they're like, I'm a mom and I'm also newly gay. And I'm like, is, what is this? It's okay. But it might, it might be because she's also fighting her, her John Hughes type. Okay, Maybe. so it's something different. I can. Respect I mean, if that. she if she is, I I I can. Res- I for sure go, go girl. But like, if she's if it's just a thing that's been happening, you go girl. You get that. Yeah, movie. get that. She's set for life. For my flat though, you only I have wrote, one. I wrote one. I like it. I like the episode overall, but like, it's not my favorite. No, agree. 
So um, the one thing that I have is like a lack of songs outside of the rehearsal space. Yep. You have yep. one. I mean, I'm, I'm not counting Night Will Ever Forget because they're running to stage. Yeah. You have part of You'll Shine, You Shine, excuse me, <laughs> and In somewhat. But like, I want the full fantasy. You're giving me part of the fantasy. Which is why you like Heather's because that's yeah. mostly oh. story. Uh. This is the trademark rehearsal episode. Like I call this the rehearsal episode and then I have names for the other two, but this is the rehearsal episode right. because it's oh. all rehearsals for the show. But like I, like I said too, it was them trying it. Yeah, yeah. So I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, just give me a fantasy moment. Give me a fantasy. Cheryl dumping blood on herself and showing up at... But I meant like, you know, um, we'll get to it in another episode. What songs, if any, would you add to your life's playlist from the show? From the not Not the original. Not not Carrie the Musical, not... The original Carrie the Musical, which I think we're in agreement. We won't add anything mm-hmm. from that rendition. Mm-hmm. But from Riverdale doing Carrie, <laughs> what songs, I have if any? Three. Same. I have Do Me a Favor. Same. Not because it's a bop, but because it's the most heavily Lily Reinhardt featured song. Uh, also, I really just like the dynamic of like her and Cheryl. Like her lighting is blue, and Cheryl's is like warm colors. And Monica, she's an angel. Or, yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> Betty's an casting. angel. I know. I'm like uh, Betty's the angel, and Veronica is the devil. And they're kind of the way that they're juxtaposed. And then there is harmonizing in that. Like that's one of the few instances where there's harmonies. Yes. In the whole thing. So it's I'm like noticeable. Love it. So do me a favor, life's playlist. Not because it's a bop, but because Lily Reinhardt. The world according to Chris, because it is a bop, but minus every time Veronica says daddy, because shut up. <laughs> uh but also like I feel like I don't know, I feel Betty is def or Lily Reinhardt is definitely like the best vocally, but I feel like Camilla Mendez has her moments and I feel like this is one of them and I would cast her as Chris in real life so i i like that but stop saying daddy of course they had to give her the song with daddies in it and then the third song that i would put on my life's playlist is just kevin's line in in (laughs) (laughs) like the song is like two seconds long and i i'm going through my my shuffle (laughs) oh click play and it's crazy (laughs) i Um, would go out of my mind end song can i just i'm gonna I have a criticism for the show. I have many. In, in general. I don't know if it's the actresses or if it's how they're directed, but I feel like with with Camila Mendez and Madeline Petch that the fucking Mandalorian has more emotional range than them. And he wears a helmet. I have a thought <laughs> on that that we can talk about in Heathers. Okay. But yes. Okay. So um, I'm not I'm not wrong because you know no I think they're way better actresses than these shitty characters let them do I think they're written I think we were talking one day about how they're kind of like a really big game of Mad Libs uh huh yeah yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. you just fill stuff in and I feel like the people who write their lines have never spoken to a teenage girl before because like Betty's lines are they can be weird sometimes but she's more grounded it makes sense in the terms of what's going on in the show 
also betty is god or lily reinhardt is god so i feel like she can even make like the weirdest shit seem grounded and normal whereas like veronica and cheryl are just so outlandish like veronica's like throwing out references of books that nobody's read in like 40 years (laughs) cheryl's just a pop culture mad lib book oh my god oh my god we didn't even talk about it in uh veronica's reading the script in bed with her pajamas on wearing glasses and holding a cup of coffee i'm just like you're 16 (laughs) who does that (laughs) she's like got these boss bitch vibes and she's just a high school student which is ridiculous um okay what's on yours with my songs as much as i criticize them i think they're they these ones are fucking bops yes no other reason besides that they're fucking bops in in like come on and it's crazy No, I mean the whole song. It's the a, whole thing. It's a fucking bop. And then do me a favor, Avi. And then I put a night will never forget because it's a fucking bop. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So it I is put- a bop. I would I would add a night will never forget to mine if it just had Betty, Veronica, and Kevin. And, and Chuck Lane stealing your soul. No, he can go. He can <laughs> go far away. Um, that's the end. It's the end. Do 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 do. It's the end. Do 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 do. It's the end. Do 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 do. It's the end. Ashley, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, you know, I mean, kindness. Is, so, oh, like you mean a plug? A plug promote? Yes, kindness is good. Kindness yes. is good. I am Harry Styles. Be kind to people. I don't remember what he said. I'm not doing a lot of comedy. I'm doing no comedy now because I'm just looking for a job and that's kind of taken precedence. I'm writing a lot of comedy, but I would say like my, my Instagram handle. Yeah. Is give it to people that my Instagram is at Schlebele. That's S H L E E B A L E E. Schlebele. It's a, it's a nickname my best friend Haley gave me in college and it stuck. And now people call me Schlee. Ash, so Schlebele on Instagram. Uh, my Twitter is at Ashley underscore Fru, F-R-U, but I only use it about twice a year to tweet celebrities who don't respond to me. So <laughs> don't don't bother with Twitter, but I, I have an Instagram. And this podcast has a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It is at ButtySongPod. Uh, and if you want to send us an email, you can email us at ButtySongPod at gmail.com. And, you know, you can write in with your own thoughts and feelings about Madeline Pesh or tell us how to fucking say her name. Because <laughs> we're going to butcher it for the next two episodes and we're not sorry about it. <laughs> Poor sweet Madeline Pesh. <laughs> and on the next episode, we're going to be talking about the slipper and the rose. Woo! We did it! We did Yay! it! Yay! Until, it! all right, so um, I'll see you in about 10 more episodes. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> Where... guess so. <laughs> where we're going to talk about more Riverdale, okay? Riverdale! Awesome. Bye! Bye! Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. <laughs>